Hello everyone, I'm Giuseppe Ebb from DualShockers.com and I'm your host for this fourth episode of our webcast. With me, as usual, is my co-host Emily Hobbs. Hello, good to see everyone again, or hear them, I guess. <laughs> here? We're not hearing anyone, they are hearing us. I, we'll comment with them. <laughs> okay. Well, you're still not hearing them, you're just reading them. I'm hearing them in my mind's voice. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how your mind voice is. Anyway, uh, sorry for the digression. Uh, so if this is the first time you listen to our podcast, you should at least know that at Dual Shockers we love Japanese games. And it is basically the embodiment of that. We're going to talk for about an hour about Japanese games, anime, manga, geek culture, and a bit about Japan in general. So like, we can get started. And our, our team today is actually a pretty interesting one. It's going to be localization. Uh, but before we go that, uh, we can talk about uh, one really, really interesting thing, which is four, which is our episode number, is an unlucky number in Japan. In fact, very unlucky. It, yeah, it, it says "sheed," which it reads "sheed," which is basically death in Japan. So that's why people were thinking that Sony would have not called the PS4 PS4, but they did, and. It, didn't really work badly for them, so I hope. Yeah, this episode... no, they're doing great. <laughs> yeah, so let's hope that episode four doesn't doesn't work so badly for us as well, right? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into uh, what we played this week. So what did you play this week, uh, Emily? Uh, not too much new. Played a little bit of Evil Within two. Still really liking that. Um, but what I played a lot of was Yakuza six. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. Um, I'm at the part, I'm not going to like be specific cause spoilers and stuff, but I'm at the part where I know who Haruto's dad is and they're talking don't, about don't the tell, secret don't, don't, don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying who it is or whatever, but that's where I'm at. Um, do you know how far in I am into the game? Based I finished on that? it. Yes. No, I mean, but like, could you tell me how far into the game no, I am? That would be a spoiler. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I, I really like I I just really like it. It's it's a good um push towards the the finality of Kiryu's story, I guess, since this is the last game that he's going to be the main character in, I think, right? Mm-hmm. A fit, well, finality? I mean aside is from that like, like a I, word, really? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. It is now. Well, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one thing that I always find hilarious in the Yakuza games is the idea that people still walk up to and fight Kiryu after Six, uh, like seven, technically games, like Yakuza Yo, Zero. Give me money, you. Yeah, you puny little People kid. Know who he is by now? <laughs> like Yakuza Zero, I get. He just, you know, just started out. But Yakuza One, people should be like, "Oh, isn't that that guy?" But and if, by Yakuza if you two, don't know him, like, look at him. Yeah, he's look like at a him. Beast. He's like so buff, and Yakuza you see him, you're the weirdest. You you like you're yeah. gonna think oh this guy is gonna wreck me if I even just look at him the wrong way right exactly and and the the most hilarious thing is that the Yakuza series always has this really uncanny ability to make like Japanese characters who just look like dudes just look like regular people except for Kiryu who looks like a goddamn superhero <laughs> in a world full of just gen- like I looked at a guy and I pointed at him and I told my roommate doesn't that look like generic Japanese businessman? And she's like, yeah, it does. And, and then there's just Kiryu next to them. And he's just like this six foot tall, like crazy. I just don't get why people will walk up to him and, and just 
fight him. Why? You know you're gonna lose. It's a matter of. I know, but it's hilarious to me, like the world dynamic of it, of just him. Wait, wait, is that the only thing in in Yakuza that doesn't make sense to you? Yakuza is a very strange series, and I I am deeply in love with it for its ability to balance like ridiculous shenanigans and things that don't make sense with really serious, dramatic, like true crime stories always about real estate for some reason <laughs> yeah, so i guess that people waking up and trying to beat Kiryu is not that strange in comparison to many other dead things you're right every single side quest is just so strange have you have you already <laughs> seen that scene i mean this is not really a spoiler because it's been shown a million of times and and it's not part of the story have you seen the scene in which uh, Kiryu for the first time goes to do the video chat Yes. Oh my god. He's like, like this is great. <laughs> and the whole mini game is you pressing single like keys cuz he's horrible at typing. It's so funny. <laughs> that was also like a, that, I played one of I played one of those little live chats and I was just like this is the weirdest thing I've you ever done. Just one, huh? Yeah, I played just one. It was mm-hmm. almost as weird as the the mm-hmm. phone club thing from Yakuza 0. Mm-hmm. That was really weird. But I found that hilarious because you can say weird things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll pretend I'll believe you. Okay. Uh, so what else do you play? Uh, that's just about it. Now, like I said, Evil Within 2 and Yakuza 6 have kind of been what I've been plugging away at. Um, but what have you been so, playing? Huh. Well, I've been playing a lot of Battletech, which is, again, not Japanese. But <laughs> I just fi- I finished the review, but I'm still, gonna, I'm, I'm still playing it because it's a lot of fun. And... Uh, there's, again, there is still a little bit of Japanese because giant robots and and like the, they copied the Japanese things and uh, they copied the Japanese uh, giant robots at the beginning. They actually had licensed them. I, I actually got a correction right. from my for what they say in in the first in the last podcast. Uh, but they actually licensed them, but they licensed them from the wrong company. They actually could not license oh, yeah. them, so that's why that's they awkward. went in trouble and to remove them and they were robots from Macross and other series. The funny thing is that there has been news because that they have been sued again by Harmony Gold, which if you don't know is like the those atrocious perpetrators that created uh that created Robotech. Oh, Maybe God. you're too young to know. <laughs> Are you? I think I am. Tell me the you hatred. You don't know what Robotech have. is. Do you know what Macross is? I don't think is? I do. I do, yes. Okay. Robotech is basically a Terrible, horrible thing that Harmony Gold created in the U.S. Basically, in the U.S., there there's to make a daily series, you needed a certain number of episodes. So, mm-hmm. Macros did not have enough episodes uh, because they have only had twenty something episodes, so they needed like sixty episodes. So, basically, they spliced together uh, three series: Macros, uh, Southern Cross, and Mospiada, which have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> they they Just stitch them they, together. It's they work this. They, they work the story to make to make it look somewhat sensical, and that's Robotech, and that's oh, wow. horrible. That literally ruined one of the best series anime series ever, which is Macross. And Harmony Gold sued uh, Airbrain Schemes, which is the creators of uh, of uh, BattleTech, uh, over this uh, mecha that. They still think, despite the fact that they changed the designs, they still think that they are too close 
to the, orig to the original macros design. The funny thing is that that lawsuit has been dismissed without with prejudice by the court, which means that it can't be brought back again. So Armory Gold lost. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm so happy. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is that I've seen the, the documents and basically the, fan the funny thing is that Armory Gold is so clueless that they actually said that the mecha looked that looked similar did not even correspond to the ones that they were copied at the beginning. Like they oh, no. they took one mecha that was copied from another mecha and said this this mecha is copied from this other mecha. So it they did it, it had nothing to do with each other. So of course it has been yeah. Missed. Oh, um man. yeah. So in any case that's my semi Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's it's close not Japanese, but the story is so good that it could be Japanese. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> In any case, uh, and it has a giant robot, so yeah, that that's Japanese invention. That's always a plus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In any case, uh, what else I have played? I played. Uh, I have played some Schwarz's Marken again. So this is like the the prequel of Mavlov, uh, set in East Germany in the eighties, and it's awesome. Uh, it's all in Japanese, unfortunately, but I hope they localize it sooner or later. Speaking about localization. Localization! <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I played some Final Fantasy XIV as well, uh, because I went back and decorated my new house, which I didn't have time to decorate for uh, about two months, because I went to Japan, and I came back, I had a lot to do and whatever. So basically, I, I went back and I, I did my little room. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a nice housewife. House decorating with Giuseppe. <laughs> That's relaxing. It is. I agree. Housing is the best thing in MMORPGs. Yeah. Okay, and that's basically it. I've been playing another game which I can talk about. So that's and it's not Japanese. Mystery game. Is it? Not Japanese. No, never mind. Okay. Okay. Anime. What about anime? Have you seen something interesting? Uh nothing too new for me on turn. Blah, 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 blah. English, I speak. In terms of anime. Yeah. Um, uh, watching Tokyo Ghoul Re still. Uh, I was really excited. I saw the um, Attack on Titan got season three. It's got a release date. So that'll be July 22nd, I believe. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so I might go back and watch maybe the first two seasons. Check those out. Um, but I don't, I haven't, I've been really busy with gearing up for finals, so I haven't had a chance to watch too much. Oh, but there is one thing, uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I'm starting to watch the older, uh, oh, the one, ten, the 110 episode one. Yeah. So I've only, I've only watched a couple of episodes, so I can't like say, oh, you know, it's the best thing ever, but it is really solid so far. <laughs> and if you are a fan of just that classic space opera, you know, sort of thing, yeah, that's literally so the one series I would I would like advise people to watch if they're science fiction fan. The one series, if they yeah. had to to watch one series only for their whole life, that would be the one. Yeah, um, but just from watching the first couple of episodes, I can definitely say it's not for everyone. But if it is for you, it's the best kind of thing for you that you could possibly like get. Like it's really solid so far. Um, flow. I mean, the the, the yeah. one the one flow. Like between air quotes, flow because for some people, some people like it. I do like it. It's kind of slow in progression. I don't mind slow that much because I'm. I mean, you got 110 episodes, so hey. <laughs> but we'll it's see not where it goes. slow in the filler sense of things. Like it's slow yeah, because yeah. 
it's very detailed, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't mind. I love I love detail and world building. Um, so that that's good for me. But I'll I'll keep you updated on how that goes in terms of the. <laughs> I'm gonna keep watching it because it looks good <laughs> yeah. so far. Um, but that's about it for anime for me. What about you? Uh, well, I've been watching. Me continue watching the, the usual series that I've been watching in the past few few weeks, which is like, uh, um, Legend of Galactic Heroes, but the new one. Uh, Tredi Kanojo, uh, Sword Art Online, the new, the new Sword Art Online, which is not bad so far. Uh, I will admit that I, that I do miss Kirito. Sorry, people will hate me. You can send your. But that's the best part whatever. is that Kirito is. <laughs> it's. I mean, no, it's not the best part, but it kind of the new character is still kind of waiting for for becoming interesting, I guess. Sure. Um, then uh, Full Metal Panic is awesome so far. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was watching the ones that they mentioned in the, in the past few days. But the one that I, that is really taking off is Golden Kamui, which is the one I was talking about last week. I just watched the yeah. first episode back then. Uh, basically, what it is is that let, let me just tell you a little more about it because I didn't last Please week. Please do. Uh, basically, it, it's set in Hokkaido, which is already a pretty uh, a pretty like uh, unconventional setting. When it's set in Hokkaido. Just after the Russo-Japanese War, which is mm-hmm. in the just before the First World War, uh, which means it, it's a very unconventional setting. It's very like traditional old Japan, and there is this um, this guy that that is, is a former Japanese soldier, which is basically uh, named Immortal because he's a guy that never gives up and, and gets gets wounded a million times and never gets killed. If he when he, when he takes his clothes off, he has loads, like all these like scars all over the place so he's a very hardcore guy but in a (laughs) kind of innocent way like he's not like a bad guy is is a he's a a kazuma kiryu pretty much yeah he's kazuma (laughs) kiryu people just keep fighting me i don't know why yeah Uh, and basically he he learns that there is this uh treasure in hidden in Hokkaido. uh it was a treasure uh that belonged to the ainu which is this native population of Japan. I don't know if you know about them. Um, yeah. They're a very different ethnicity from the Japanese. And uh, they are, um, and it was stolen from them and hidden. And the map for this treasure was tattooed by the person that hid, hid the treasure. He uh, went to jail and he tattooed it on the, other, on the bodies of the other inmates. Oh wow! Uh, but it did so in a way that, in order to see the full design, you'd have to actually kill them and skin them. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> it's very, it's That's... very violent series. But yeah, he had a very specific goal in mind when he <laughs> hid that. So basically, he sets out to find this this uh, this uh, treasure because he needs money to cure a friend's wife. Uh, the friend is, is is dying in the war. And the wife is getting is becoming blind, so it needs to bring him to the U.S. to to bring him to the U.S. to um to to, to get a cured. Funny, funny, to not be the, blind anymore. Finally, the the operation and the trip would cost two hundred yen. So talking about inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she um and basically what it uh, it gets attacked, attacked by a bear because in Hokkaido there are a lot of bears and he meets this uh, Ainu girl uh, that starts like uh, that she actually was the daughter of one of those Ainu that got their treasure stolen. 
So they set out together to find the treasure. Uh, and the, fi- the good, the in- very interesting thing is that uh, being in contact with this Ainu girl, it, you get a, a ton of information about the Ainu culture that you mm-hmm. wouldn't normally hear unless you go to study it. And it, it's extremely yeah. interesting. So there is this small educational aspect on top of the story, which is very good. So I really like it. Uh, I'm I'm really interested in seeing how it goes on. I think it's on the four, uh, f- almost the four episode now, so I'm okay. really interested in, in in it. It's very good, and that's it for anime for me. And yeah, I'm very interesting about Attack on Titan as well. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into our main topic of the day, which is interesting because uh, uh, many people discuss about that, uh, and it's interesting for me because i worked on it like uh, and the topic is localization i actually did not work in localization of games but i worked in localization of anime for it was basically my first job and i worked for six years in it uh that was still like <laughs> the early 2000s so uh, <laughs> giuseppe so, jr yeah i was very young but i i I, I have some experience, and uh, it, it was a time in which uh, localization was young, and there was a big conflict between censorship on one side for anime that went in, on TV, and I worked on, on home video anime. Back then, when I started, it was still cassettes. It was still VCRs and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we, 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 slow, we moved to the DVD towards the end of my career in that uh, environment. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically there was this big split between TV anime that was was censored and like all the dialogues were changed. And our company was at the geometrical opposite because we did everything we could to provide a as faithful as possible experience to the Japanese to a mm-hmm. fault. The person that taught me to do this job was literally a fanatic about it, even more than me. Oh, really? So he oh, sometimes, wow. <laughs> sometimes he put he, he like instructed me to put some grammatical constructions that were even unfamiliar for it was in Italian by the way because I'm Italian unfamiliar for an Italian but it was more faithful to the Japanese localization I, I'm not sure if I agree with that but I did because it was instructions you know but still mm-hmm. I got in contact with a very different uh, way of doing localization than. Um, then the what is what was done for TV. Then uh, I moved on to another company because the one I worked on the first time closed uh, because it was like uh, it was a difficult time, like market was shrinking and stuff. Uh, and then there I basically started their 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 process of localization because they were doing only manga at the time. It wasn't they weren't doing anime, and there I would I could do my own rules pretty much. So I could do a little bit more mediation between the the. Uh, the like need of uh, being faithful to the Japanese, which is still was very important to me, but still trying to put it in a little more enjoyable way for the audience. Because mm-hmm. if you have to like, if you have to try to interpret what it said, because it's not really in Italian, in correct Italian, it's kind of difficult, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, that's pretty much my background in the field, to just to give some context to what I'm going to say. Uh, in any case, so we can talk about localization in games, because, you know, anime, <laughs> is, uh, yeah. uh, anime is our secondary argument. So it's, uh, right now we can talk about games. And, you know, there are some good examples of localization from Japanese. We're going to, like, 
focus on Japanese, and there are some bad examples. So let's start from the good, okay? Okay. Let's not be too negative. <laughs> so let's good example of localization negative. lately, and you're pretty familiar with it. Because one of the best examples of localization lately for me has been the Yakuza series. The Yakuza series is they have done a great, great, great job in trying to keep the dialogue as close and faithful to the Japanese as they could. They do mm-hmm. deviations because of course they're trying to to make the dialogue enjoyable in English, there are always going to be deviations in some ways. Uh, yeah. But they they even went as far as doing something that we, even we that were really were fanatics, uh, <laughs> we did, did not dare to do, which is keeping the honorifics in Japanese. Yeah. Which um, is really peculiar, but for me, really good. So what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed it a lot more in Yakuza 6. They keep a lot of the the Japanese words that don't mm-hmm. necessarily have a, an easy correlation to English, you know? Um, and one of the neat things is that on the loading screens, they'll have, like, Japanese words pop up. Like, they had one for itadakimasu. Yeah. And I, I shouted that, and my roommate was like, what are you doing? And I'm <laughs> like, it's a fun thing to say! <laughs> um, but it, it gives you a little explanation of what certain yes, words mean. Awesome. And, like, the origins of the word Yakuza, that it's a gambling term. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was really a really neat touch. But I don't mind. I think the... um, How was your... I would like to ask you, sorry. How was your first impact with honorifics, like, in the game? How did you feel the first time you saw Kiryu-san? I liked Kiryu-chan more. And how they (laughs) translated it to... What did they translate? (laughs) Yeah. They translated it to, like, Kazi or something in one of the earlier games. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was weird. I like Kiryu-chan because Majima's just great. But um, I think it's really solid for, for how the series is, like how Kiryu addresses Majima as, as Aniki because he, you yeah. know, respects him and he's this older individual. Um, I think it adds a lot more sort of depth to how characters feel about each other without actually having to say anything, you know? Exactly. Um, so I, I really like it, and I think that a lot of the translation in Yakuza is really good. Um, in Zero and Kiwami, I really love everything Majima says. <laughs> it's all translated so awesome. I've learned so many new like ways to say things. I think he says everything's going tits up now or something and I had <laughs> never heard that and now I'm I'm saying it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, is, I think it's sorry, great. Oh no, that's that's my The thing thoughts. is like the the interesting thing is that for me while it's great and in in 6 they actually did the better job than this. Uh, I think they kind of went only halfway because there are still some of those honorifics that are not trans that are just adapted in English, and I think mm-hmm. they should have kept all the honorifics in Japanese. If they if you do some, it's better to do them all. But in, in, I have to say, in six they did better, much much better than in uh, zero and in Kiwami. So I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to Kiwami two and see what happens because Kiwami two as is an interesting thing which is in common with zero but zero like was adapted in it was adapted in a way that was not as good as six still so mm-hmm. and that's that it's set partly in osaka so mm-hmm. there is a lot of things in osaka that cannot be translated because kansai yeah. ban is very different from uh from japanese and uh translating a, a 
a person that speaks Kansai Ben, it's very strange. I, I, unless you give them a dialect, but that's mm-hmm. not faithful. And that's not, yeah. that doesn't really work well. Some people try to do it, but it doesn't really work well because it's not a dialect. It's not really Kansai Ben. It's another dialect. Yeah. And like for instance, it's just its own thing. Yeah, you know? here in Italy, for instance, they, I, I've seen, I've seen some people that did a, a, local, a localization of an anime. It was another company, and they gave people from Osaka the southern accent in Italy. But mm-hmm. that doesn't really work well because it's different. It doesn't feel. It's good. its own so accent. I'm curious yeah. to see because, of course, uh, there are people already in in Yakuza Six that speak a bit uh, that speak with Kansai accent, but. When you go to Osaka and they speak Kansai Ben, it's gonna be interesting to see what they, how they translate it. I'm very good. Like Sega guys, Richard and uh, and the other guy, I don't remember the name. I'm sorry. I challenge you. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to see what what kind of a good job you're gonna do because so far you delivered. So I'm happy with with what you did. But I think you can do even better. And and, and you've been in, improving consistently from. Uh, from uh, zero in Kiwami and, and in Yakuza 6, so I want to see in the Kiwami 2 what you guys do. Right? But really, Yakuza for me is the shining example that shows that you do not need to like change too much in order for a dialogue, dialogue to be enjoyable. And this is the yeah. excuse that many... like localization professionals say oh if i don't change much it's not going to be enjoyable but yakuza the yakuza series is the is the evidence that what they say is not true because yeah it can be kept faithful and still be enjoyable because the the dialogue in yakuza in yakuza is super enjoyable and it's not just the original that is super enjoyable but the the adaptation of the localization is super enjoyable in itself so mm-hmm. you can do it. It's just that you don't want to. Because there is two things. There is two factors in this. <laughs> Localization that is very faithful to the original but also enjoyable, and I'm sure the people that work on Yakuza could agree with this, has two challenges. One challenge, which is the most important, is that you need to be humble. As a localization professional, you need to be humble and understand that you're not an author. You're someone that is at the service of the author, and it needs to convey what the author wanted to convey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this this takes humility that not all localization professionals are more uh, do. Most look many localization professionals think themselves secondary authors, mm-hmm. so they think they can put the creativity in uh, in localization, and that is a terrible idea. Yeah, that's because when you get all these weird changes exactly. and. This yeah. may maybe because it's full of them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually loved when uh, a final, the Final Fantasy XIV localization manager had a panel and also an interview with us that we, we still have to publish with the world this week. And uh, since Japanese puns are difficult to, to translate, we asked them, and uh, like, what was the most difficult he ever found? He ever found in the game, and he told, "I don't like puns. I don't like to use puns in translation." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> my <Pun>. hero." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's okay if there is a pun in Japanese, but just adding puns and they do it a yeah. lot. Puns or memes, it's like really terrible. Anyway, it's like um, 
the what is it the monogat the bake monogatari series where it's just full of wordplay and yeah. puns and like you're trying to read the subtitles and you're like i don't know what any of this, <laughs> this is funny but i don't know why but i it's just yeah it's very well, in that case it's very challenging definitely yeah to, to to do an adaptation but one the, the second thing the second challenge you have to do to do is to do a good localization is that taking that like translating japanese in good english enjoyable english but still keeping faithful to the original it's a lot of effort you have mm-hmm. to think about it a lot so it takes a lot of mental capacity and a lot of effort also a little bit of creativity but it's a creativity at the service of the original not the creativity for the sake of creativity so you have to do it but uh, but it takes so much effort that many people don't want to do that effort just take the shortcut and the shortcut is just inventing another another joke or another pun that kind of resembles the original it's not like that you know mm-hmm. so that's a shortcut that's a crutch so yeah good localization like the yakuza one requires one humility to be at the service of the original and not replacing the original just because it's fun uh, and two a lot of effort to make it still fun but also faithful to the original that is not easy so mm-hmm. many people take shortcuts right yeah it's a tough middle ground to get to i think yeah definitely um, but it's a middle ground where that people should aim for and many yeah, don't exactly and i think many yeah. don't even think to like uh, there are teams localization teams that i see that they don't even try so that kind of that kind of sucks and it makes any Definitely ruins the enjoyment of uh, of what I of, of the of the game for me, especially when I like play it in Japanese with like with Japanese audio and English subtitles, because the disconnect between what's written in the subtitles and Japanese is so big, mm-hmm. so massively big. So let's take an example, a negative example, which is re- recent. Like it's not a super negative example; it's still negative. Like Xenoblade Chronicles Two, you played it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what language did you play it? Uh, I did Japanese with English subtitles. Okay, good. Same for me. Have you ever heard? Have you heard, heard anything of the English subtitles? Uh, the English dubbing at all? I did. I didn't like it. I put on Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these these overblown accents were terrible. First of all, like yeah, they were really overblown. And I'm okay with a little bit of inflection to give people mm-hmm. a different. Definitely, language. that was too much like really too much for me was atrocious Mm -hmm. and we were just talking about localization being all about finding that middle ground and when you go balls to the wall in a different direction and you go too far then it just it's really jarring and it takes you out of the immersion and it's just not good (laughs) absolutely and the the fact it was first of all they change names why do Mm -hmm. change the names Mm -hmm. oh but they're obscure that, so you change yeah. them with like Greek names because Greek is not obscure for yeah because everyone English. speaks Greek everyone <laughs> speaks unsigned Greek right or yeah Gaelic there was Gaelic yeah. names everyone speaks Gaelic nowadays I'm sure yeah so, and Gaelic's definitely not hard to pronounce at all <laughs> yeah well, what makes Gaelic more common and more okay for a Western audience than Japanese yeah like let's make an example like all all change English. Japanese names should not be changed, period. 
There is only one、mm-hmm. possibility. Like when I used to work in it, there was only one rule, like that allowed you to change Japanese names, which is if the Japanese names the names sound vulgar or like overly ridiculous in the tar- target language, because. Sometimes、mm-hmm. Japanese like if it words, sounds like someone dropping the f bomb every time they、exactly. say someone's name. Because for、yeah. for instance, there was a, a, my company was working on Tenchi Muyo. I don't know if you ever heard about it, but it's a very old anime. Okay. And、uh, one of the one of the villains, his name was Kagato. One of the characters, his name was Kagato, which in English would be not not a, would not be a problem, but in Italian, Kagato literally means shut. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's not. So that would be、yeah. awkward to hear every. So、like. we change it to Kayato, okay? Yeah. Try to try to keep it as close as possible, but still not since it was kind of、uh, since that not, people would not like laugh every time and look at it. Like that's a a problem that you have to do, do a change for, but it's a very small change. We didn't、mm-hmm. call him Johnny, you know. Yeah. Hey, it's Frank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Call him a very similar name, just change a a letter in it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's all. There is no reason to change any other name. There is、that's、absolutely no justification.、Yeah. Like, that's something that they did early on with the Yakuza One, going back to Yakuza. But they changed. Didn't they change、um, Kiryu's name and his dad's、why. name? No, Kiryu's name was a cat. Was, was was like a, it was his. His it was his adopted father. Yeah, adopted. yeah, I don't know why those were changed. Like because they were because they were too similar, and English English guess, audiences、yeah. would get confused. I guess, I guess, but it's、uh, not that bad. There is、yeah. no, that's not a reason, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In any case, like the name that changed, like Nintendo does that a lot. They change a lot of names, like even in Fire do. Emblem. I don't know why they change all the names in Fire Emblem, and the original ones are fine.、Mm-hmm. They're not. They they don't have anything wrong in the original one, so it's nonsensical. Like it's it, it's a nonsensical injurance of the localization team into the the other ship or the original, and that's stupid. I'm sorry, that is stupid. <laughs>、uh, like even, but if you go looking back at like if you listen in Japanese, and you see and you hear the Japanese the original name, and you read the English name, that that brings you right out of the of the. The games are out of the, of the experience. That, at that point, it doesn't make sense to even give a Japanese track.、Mm-hmm. Like, and the the funny thing is that some names were changed in such like some some names were just they changed like the 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 language or something like for instance the biako、uh, biako is the the tiger the, the mythological、mm-hmm. Japanese tiger or Far Eastern tiger that protects a cardinal direction. So it makes very much sense to change it to 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 to, to keep Biako because that's a very important mythological reference. Which、mm-hmm. is a draw mark. I think it's some、hmm. kind of like Gaelic thing that has something to do with it, but nothing. Because Western audiences will recognize that more. Western audiences will absolutely recognize draw mark. I mean. Yeah, that's I know. Such a know common word.、This. Every time、yeah. I go to the to the buy groceries, I'm like, "Can yeah, I have a draw mark, please?" <laughs> Do you guys have any? That makes、oh, sense.、Man. Not no sense、yeah. at all. But that's like Poppy. The original name of Poppy, which is the 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 the, the, the little character, female character, is like a, that. I I could understand looking at her and wanting because she's a she looks like a little girl at the beginning,、mm-hmm. so I could understand looking at her and wanting to call her Poppy, and that's probably what they thought. 
but it doesn't make sense. Like your original name is Hana, and Anna means flower. So they changed and it to Poppy even... because Poppy is a flower, I guess. But Hana is a common name in Japanese. It doesn't have any connotation of a pet name. Some people use yeah. it as a pet name, I'm sure, because they every every name is used as a pet name. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have a inner intrinsical connotation as a pet name. Poppy, and I know that there is a Poppy written in a different way that is a person's name. It's not very common. And it sounds like a pet name. So mm-hmm. basically, they added a connotation to the character that was not there in original. And ironically, Hana would translate well, at least to English, because Hannah is a very common name. So people yeah. would just see that and be like, oh, you know, Hannah, cool, Hannah. even though it's not necessarily right, but still. Yeah. And the funny thing is that if you, if you play the game, Hana is not a pet. <laughs> It's yeah. more like Tora is the pet <laughs> in the end. Like, because it's artif- like superficially, you can think that Anna is subservient to, to Tora, but mm-hmm. she's not. It's the other way around. Tora yeah. is like completely succubus of, like, completely like. Succubus. It, 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 it's, it's, it's like completely like. It is a doormat for Hannah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, that that's that doesn't make sense. But there are many things that, that don't make sense in the Xenoblade localization. Like for instance, was the famous scene, and that brings another thing, uh, another argument, which is that that in, in there is one scene in which uh, uh, they need to gather money and uh, um, and Pyra in English, Homura, their name is Homura. They they decide to change it Pyra. But uh, she says, "Oh, I, I, I will do, I, can, I will do everything to help," and uh, and uh, we we have the, this this intervention says, "Oh, then it's a strong implication that she will sell her body to do it with," and uh, and then there is Rex that that bumps <laughs> pops in in like in the head, so because of course he says something perverted. Right, the, the implication mm-hmm. was in Japanese was obvious, yeah, and uh, and so it got bumped in the ad. In uh, in 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 the English version, this perverted part has been completely removed. So Rex is just beating someone out of the blue for nothing, and it makes no sense. And this is just the usual Nintendo thing of uh, like watering down the dialogue to avoid any kind of scandalous sexual thing. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me. Implied. Yeah, and that reminds me a lot of uh, the English translation of Drakengard One, when they get to the scene where, and I'm not going to go super into spoilers, but a certain character is revealed to have certain feelings for uh, my phone, for an, a sibling, and that is not translated in the English version. Um, she just kind of looks away and it's very vague and uh, and it's not really implied. It just sounds like she wants a hug yeah. in the English version. And then she kills herself for it. And so when you're playing the English version, you're like, what? What, what just happened? Where in, in the Japanese translation or in the Japanese version with the translation that's proper, it's very obvious. clearly implied. It's very obvious, like what is being meant and, and, it's very clear. Yeah. So it's one of those things where not only is it 
not a proper translation, but it's also taking away from, from the, the story itself. The story, yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. It just like, makes no sense. Like this thing of watering down dialogue to avoid certain references, it often changes the characters. It often changes the story. And it doesn't and, and then we hear the localization teams that say, Oh yeah, but we talked to the original authors and we got her permission. No, you didn't. Because yeah, they don't, may, they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they they may actually they may have have actually talked to them for some things, mm-hmm. but first of all, the original authors, most the Japanese uh, like English is not part of the the education of a game developer in Japan at all. So most yeah. game developers in Japan do not speak English, and even if they do speak English, they do not understand the depth and the nuance in English. So yeah, you can tell them, oh, can, can, is this okay? And they will tell you, yes. I, I've been, I know because I've, I've been working for, with them and I've been working with Japanese mangaka and uh, authors that I, would mm-hmm. talk, uh, that I was asking them for information about the localization. They just told me yes because they didn't know really that they just trusted me. So yeah, yeah, you will talk to them and they will tell you yes, but that does not mean that they approve of your changes. It just means that they don't understand your, your changes and they, they just trust you because mm-hmm. you're an employee of the um, Nintendo or of whatever company, so they, they trust you to make a good job, and they will tell you yes, but it doesn't mean that they actually approve your changes. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. Because th- then we hear, oh, yeah, we took the, ador- the, the order and we, they approved it. No, they didn't. They, and, and moreover, you can bet whatever you want, no Japanese video game director will ever have the time or writer or whatever will ever have the time to read the whole script in English. They will not. So they did not approve the script in English. You talked to them a little, you got them in some, you gave them some inform, some vague information and they told you yes. But that's mm-hmm. because they did not know the extent of the changes you were making. Mm-hmm. But the very and it's hard when yeah. when you don't speak the language yeah. to be nitpicking certain things when you're the original author. Absolutely, and yeah, and nitpicking the funny the, the other thing is that nitpicking on those things is not part of the job description, mm-hmm. so they won't do it because they in Japanese there is a very strong culture of not interfering. Yeah, with the work of others. So yeah, that that's not there, there is this this metropolitan legend that the, the Japanese authors are approving the changes it is is bogus, literally bogus. And I know because I've been there, so I know mm-hmm. how they react, I know how they work, and I know how they're busy. They don't have time to to read the whole script and 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 uh, and understand the depth of the changes that they have made mm-hmm. in in a language they don't even understand most of the times. Yeah, it's hard enough to write something in a language you do understand, <laughs> let alone go back and, and approve changes to exactly. a different language. Exactly. Then other other examples of this, for instance, uh, like examples that are strange are uh, well, the Fire Emblem series is like a a minefield of crap. <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally, it's a it's a it's a it's a field full of shit. Sorry for <laughs> for the wording. Like literally. The, it's probably one of the worst localization ever made. The whole series, they are terrible. Like that, that scene in which the, the, the two ninjas that talk to each other for half an hour in the original and that they change it just with dots in, in English, that's, that goes beyond bad localization. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. Just make it dots. Yeah, really? that's, that's <laughs> the, that's 
literally the English localization team that is ruining a game. And they think they're doing a great job because they think they're authors, but they're not. That's a mm-hmm. terrible, terrible way of doing things. Going back to honorifics, though, the mm-hmm. way an example of how honorifics change the perception of how characters interact with each other is the Valkyria Chronicles. And I mean the, the original Valkyria Chronicles. Um, you played it, right? I did, but I only played it in English, so I don't okay. necessarily well, know. Yeah, but you, you know what you know what how in English how it was in English. So basically, mm, yeah. uh, if you if you remember, uh, Isara and and Welkin, uh, Isara co- in English calls Welkin Welks, right? Mm-hmm. Silly little silly little nickname, right? Yeah. In original, Isara called him Nisan. What they, in in Japanese they call him Nisan, which is a very very respectful way of uh, interacting with with uh, with your bro- with your older brother mm-hmm. so basically it it, it this, that Nissan had all the respect but also the familiarity between mm-hmm. uh, Isara and Welkin in it because they were very close but also but while being very close Isara still addressed Welkin with great respect because he, she looks up to him a lot right Mm-hmm. Yeah, she loves him, but she also looks up to him, and this is completely lost in the English translation because Welks is someone that you you call your dog Welks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean it, it certainly don't call someone. And in this case, if they didn't want to use a Nissan, I know that in English is not like perfect. They should just call him brother. Yeah, brother is not very common in English, but since they are. are in the in the like in the nineteen twenties or something, that, it, yeah, it would, would be more very well in just calling him brother. Brother is still mm-hmm. respectful; it can still feel respectful, and it can feel like um, it it can feel well, like it it can feel also affectionate, affectionate and respectful in that context. So it would mm-hmm. still work, even if it's not super familiar. It doesn't always need to be common, low bro English to be understood. Uh, like, for instance, many people criticize the localization of Persona 5. Did you play Persona 5? Yes, right? Of course. <laughs> and uh, have you noticed that some construction of phrases were a little awkward, right? Yeah. Uh, phrases and then pronunciation of names that was clearly not... Okay, the, the right. pronunciation of the names were, were, yeah, were a little odd. But I'm talking yeah. about the phrasing... They actually did a pretty good job, despite the criticism they received, because they, what they did was preserving certain constructions that a Japanese teenager would use mm-hmm. in English. And that is actually, if you get used to it, that actually is very, that adds to the atmosphere. Because Japanese teenagers talk very different from American teenagers. Mm-hmm. In the way they, not in the words they use. I'm not talking just the language, but in the way they express it themselves. They are very much more respectful and they are more roundabout in the way they do, especially when they talk to adults. Mm-hmm. So in, in preserving that kind of construction, they actually made a more immersive adaptation. It's not immediately easy to get used to it, but when you do, you get a more authentic experience. So I think they that decision was in the right direction. The execution was not perfect. 
Yeah. They went in the right direction, and it's much better than the usual Nintendo localization, like uh, speaking something <laughs> similar to, to Persona, uh, Tokyo Mirage Section, uh, hashtag FE. That was terrible. Talk about a title. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, talk about the stupidly adapted title, first of all. Uh, yeah. But, but the way they actually did the localization was like terrible. They, they, they speak like Americans. They... They changed. They changed. They they removed their age. Yeah, th- there was a whole thing about uh, people were aged up for some reason, and or ages were removed. I, I don't remember if they removed the age or they just I like increased it honestly. But whichever it is, like because for some reason they did something immoral for minors that minors that did not have sex. I couldn't understand removing on. the age. I couldn't understand removing the age, like. In the extreme case in which it would not get get you like a uh, a certification at the SRB or whatever, because at the SRB or like the PEGI, because uh, it's minors in sexual contexts, so that mm-hmm. that I would understand. But just removing it, but and and I mean it's not it ideal, but it's something that you have to do by. To actually get your certification, so there is not you can not much you can do. But mm-hmm. in that case, in in a documentary sections, there was nothing that was that that actually justified changing the age because they were just being idle. Sometimes they were dressed sexy, but they would sometimes they had strange. and they weren't even that scandalous. I mean, the most scandalous thing was maybe a bikini, but even yeah. then. It's just a bikini. <laughs> they were removed. They're, the bikinis were removed. Yeah. Like the the the, the character design was changed. They removed like the, the pubic bones yeah. from the characters because my god, if you see the pubic bones of a girl, it's terrible. I know. Oh my god. God and, forbid we see your bra straps. Yeah, <laughs> and mo- and moreover, like the, the the just the idea that my god. That you have to change the, the to change or remove the age of, of of a person because he's an idol and is in show business. Oh my god, terrible! Like it's it's a common thing in Japan and even in the in the U.S. that there are minors in show business. Yeah, we have way raunchier minors in the U.S. <laughs> in show business. I mean, are you, Nintendo? Are you gonna censor Anna Montana? Yeah, really. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I don't know. But the best. <laughs> no. the, the thing is that, like, in, and changing the age of a of a person in Japanese is very problematic, because the life of a person in Japan between when when they are teenagers and they and they be, and they get over and they get over eighteen changes completely. Mm-hmm. So they making them that they're not minors anymore. They're not like. Uh, uh, high school students anymore or like that changes a lot the interactions they have with people mm-hmm. and the way they like and it suddenly does not make sense in the context of Japan so that's a small change and people say oh it's just a number it's not it's another example of the localization team that decides that they are authors and that they can do for no reason at all they can change things that have been decided by other people and to those other people that have the right to decide because they are the authors. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make the slightest sense. And honestly, Nintendo at the moment, at least for their RPGs, they don't do a terrible job for with the 
with their Mario games and whatnot. With their main lines. Because they, but that's because they are already watered down and, and innocent to begin with. So there is nothing <laughs> yeah. to change. But mm-hmm. they, their JRPGs, they destroy them. Or they ask companies they work with to destroy them. Because for Talking Mirage Session, they did, oh, it's Atlas that did it. Yeah, but who asked them to? You think that Atlas, yeah, just Atlas has done perfectly to, to good them by themselves? Yeah. Atlas does not do that in um in 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 localization in when they localize their own game. So yeah, that doesn't they certainly make any don't sense. do it in the Shin Megami Tensei series. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, so yeah, and and there are so many examples. Of this, of course, the the supreme example of crap is. Uh, <laughs> The supremest of the craps is Ace Attorney, or Yakuten Saiban for those that want to use the original name. Objection. Like, that's that's shameful, and Capcom has, con- has been continuing to do it because now they said they think they they can change it anymore. But the Ace well, they're Attorney, in so deep that they can't even like they damned if you do, damned if you don't. They literally <laughs> removed any reference to Japan. <laughs> And That's it creates this cultural really assassination. Weird. Yeah. Eat your hamburgers, it... Apollo, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally the removal of a culture from a game. That's the worst things you can do in localization because God forbid kids know that there is a Japan. <laughs> and it and the weird thing is it ends up creating this super weird like San Francisco. Tokyo. Yeah, San Tokyo, where it becomes a meme where you're like, I don't even know where we are. I don't know what l- these laws are. This is so yeah, weird. Why, why are they eating onigiri and they're calling something else? Yeah. yeah they go the, to a Japanese shrine and they're like, oh, look at this. Isn't it, isn't it nice? Yeah, it's like... The, the thing is, the thing that makes me rage and that thing that, like... Cultural difference. People talk a lot about diversity. And the funny thing is that the people that talk about diversity normally are the same people, like certain kinds of diversity, of course, like diversity of gender, diversity of color, and whatnot, are the same people that normally defend this kind of localizations that try to remove any Japanese-ness from, from, uh, from games. So gender and... Uh, Sexuality and what that and and color diversity is okay for them is great, but cultural diversity is not. Mm. Which makes no sense because those same people are the same people. If you see in certain websites that I won't name, are the same people <laughs> that will defend a ad- heavy-handed adaptation like uh, Takemura Sessions or uh, Fire Emblem and whatnot that removes any kind of Japanese flavor from the game. So that's massively hypocritical thing is that j- cultural diversity is a, a value added people yeah. love exotic nowadays and developers like uh, like uh, exceed sorry publishers like exceed like uh, the many publishers that actually like p cube they try to be very faithful to the original they have realized that they that cultural diversity and ex, the exoticism of Japan makes them money because it helps sales. It does not hinder them. We live in a globalized society. Mm-hmm. People know what Japan is. People like yeah. Japan. 
And I'm not talking like Japan just about a lot. <laughs> I'm not talking about the weebs. Just look at travel, travel statistics. Japan is one of the most popular locations that people want. People want to travel. People like to see different cultures. And it's really starting to become more mainstream because I remember, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, but Kim Kardashian posted something about her hair being inspired by a character from Darling in the Franks. Uh And that blew up. I think it was Kim. It was one of the Kardashians. I don't (laughs) pay attention to them. But it was so huge because it's this, you know, really mainstream, really American celebrity. And they're talking about this, not only this anime that's an anime from Japan, but a really weird anime from japan (laughs) yeah the thing is that sorry go ahead oh and yeah and it's just it's not something to be ashamed of necessarily anymore or like you know people make fun of you for liking japanese culture i mean now if you go too far with it and go super nuts i mean people might make fun of you for it but like enjoying japan enjoying the culture it's not a weakness it's a selling point to me honestly just think about kadokawa games Created a mm-hmm. root letter. Have you ever seen that 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 visual novel? Uh, I've heard of it. Okay, root letter is set in a really, really like peripheric part of Japan, unknown part of Japan, and mm-hmm. it goes really, really. It's almost like a tour guide, honestly. Oh my god! Like it goes <laughs> really deep in showing you the charm of that place. So it's mm-hmm. super Japanese and. Uh, the English publisher was PQ at the beginning, and then they, uh, like, for, for PS4 and PS3, and then Kadokawa Games did it by itself on Steam. They really pushed the idea of this game was super deep into the Japanese culture and into showing you an unknown part of Japan. And these increased their sales. Like, Roots, Little Root Letters sold really well, despite being, like, a pretty good but very niche visual novel. And visual mm-hmm. novels don't really sell gangbusters in, in the West, but they sell very yeah. well because they use Japan and, and being very close to Japan as a, as a value added, not as a liability. And Japan is not a liability. And there are many, many localization teams that they, 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 they use Japan like it was a liability. And that is not good. So mm-hmm. I think that, that localization teams should have like, like the Yakuza team, like Sega is definitely doing a great job in pushing the idea of Japanese game at the moment and being mm-hmm. proud that Yakuza is a Japanese game. It's a yeah. Japanese game, true and true, and you are proud of it, and they are selling gangbusters. Yeah, in, it's doing great. I mean, Zero exactly. and One did great. I, six, I don't know how six it's was doing. Six second but... ranked after God, of, after God of War in... Uh, so it's doing great. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. on, on its launch week. So they're doing great by exploiting the Japanese-ness. Yeah. Of, like, there are a ton of weeb around. Yeah, and it's just a fun game series. I mean, you know, and you can learn a lot about Japan from it. There are a ton of weeb, otaku, anime fan, however you want to call them, sell to them. And even the people that are not weeb or otaku or whatever, there are so many people that are interested in Japan because it's a exotic and interesting location. Yeah, it's so, neat. It's got a lot of cool stuff. Exactly. So people like to do that. <laughs> Look at how many people watched the, the the Last Samurai. Let's not talk about insulting that movie was for any other reason. But people loved it because it had a lot of Japanese culture. It was mm-hmm. very like weird that <laughs> Japanese culture, but still people didn't know that. But and it gave you a taste it. at least. Yeah, yeah. and they like, loved it's like it. a gateway drug. Absolutely. <laughs> to weebness. Yeah, exactly. So 
Japanese flavor is a value added. People, publishers should use it. Just look at, last example, it's not a Japanese game. Uh, look at um, Ghost of Tsushima. The one that the the game that um, that uh, Sucker Punch is doing at the moment, mm-hmm. they are put pushing all the kind of Japanese flavor they can into the game, and when they and when they um, when they revealed it, people went crazy. Mm-hmm. Like Japanese flavor was not was not a liability, and then yeah. we have Pactor that that said, "Oh yeah, it's Japanese. It's set in Japan, so it won't sell well." Well, let's see, Pactor. Let's see if it doesn't sell well. I'm, I'm willing to bet that this sells Gunbuster because it's a Sonic game, it's a great Sonic game, and it will sell. And and, it, and the Japanese flower will actually add to sales. It will not detract from sales. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the examples of, of localizations that never came, which is, for instance, which is like Valkyria 3, for instance, Valkyria Chronicles 3, uh, yeah. Sega, you, you, th- you thought we you you thought we we forgot about it, Sega, huh? didn't you? <laughs> well, we didn't. We're still waiting for Valkyria Chronicles three. So you know, since we we are, we are bringing Valkyria Chronicles four and you're bringing Valkyria Chronicles one to the Switch, maybe you should think bringing Valkyria Chronicles three as well to the West. I mean, there are fan translations out there. Mm-hmm. Just buy them. They're not super good, but we've seen worse from you. So just buy the translation of the authors and put them on put it on the game. <laughs> One of the weirdest examples of that of a game not coming west mm-hmm. um for me is a game called Metal Wolf Chaos. And I don't know, do you know Metal Wolf Chaos? Actually no. So it's a it's a mecha game, uh-huh. essentially. Um and it is set in the US and it is entirely in English. With Japanese subtitles. Oh. 100% in English with Japanese subtitles. The text is Japanese. Uh, for Xbox. But yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's super expensive. Well, if it's you from buy it. software. But it's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and they just never released it in the West, even though the only thing they would have to do is remove the Japanese subtitles and maybe change some of the menus yeah. so that it was in English. Well, if you think it was about, entirely in English. If you think I'm about just more like modern. <laughs> the funny thing, like, this is a case in which the localization exists, just hasn't been imported. It's there. Yeah. The funny thing is like uh, Granblue Fantasy by by Psy Games, mm-hmm. which is probably the best mobile RPG out there. It's in English. I mean, it's in Japanese, but it has English localization. If you yeah. go through the the bother of making an English a, a, a Japanese account, you can play it in fully in English, but it's never been officially released in 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 the West. Even if I think there may be some, because they're coming to Anime Expo and they and they're bringing it. May, maybe they announce localization. I don't I, like a, a release. I don't know, but at the moment, the game is not available. In the in the US, you have to go through loopholes to play it. Yeah, in, those in, those examples are just the most jarring. Yeah. Oh yeah, Valkyria Chronicles three. We still remember mm-hmm. Sega. We still want it. <laughs> Never Give it forget. to us. You want us? Everyone, to start you? a hashtag on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, Sega's been doing great lately. They yeah. they announced they announced Shenmue they and they announced they're gonna bring back the Sakura the, Sak- the Sakura Wars series so maybe it's time to bring Valkyria Chronicles three as well Sega please <laughs> okay is the is the 
it's the Fist of the North Star style Yakuza, not Yakuza game, but it's in the style. Of Yakuza. Is that coming out to the West? Do you know? They didn't announce it yet. I'm I'm scared, honestly. Because I know a guy who, a friend of mine who is who imported a Japanese copy and is playing it, and he loves awesome. it because he's I, a huge I, fan. Um, I have it too. So I'm, I'm awesome. hoping that it will, you know, come west, but you never know. Yeah, but you know, the, the Yakuza spinoff has a history, have a history of not coming. In anime, mm-hmm. sometimes they have weird rights, so I'm scared that they won't bring up. Like they didn't bring Yakuza Ishin. Yeah, that was the like the. Edo period, Edo period one, yeah, right? That was awesome, by the way. It was a great game. Was it? Yeah, okay. It was awesome. And and I and, saw uh, the karaoke of it, and I was like, <laughs> "That's great." Yeah, and and uh, and Okutoka Gotoku is also great. It's it's even better Yakuza Zero for me. Uh, I really <laughs> love the 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 Okutoka no Ken series. So mm-hmm. I am really scared that they're not gonna bring it well. But Sega's doing well, so I'm thinking that. The problem, if if they not don't bring it well, the problem is going to be licensing for anime. I hope that's true. It's yeah. not. I hope really, really hope that when then then after they get closer to the release of Yakuza Kiwami two, they announce mm-hmm. that as well. But, because I would be heartbroken if they don't. Literally mm-hmm. heartbroken. I agree. Uh, so well, that's pretty much it for localization. Unless you have something to add. Um, I would just add that like. I get that it can be really hard to localize things, especially from a language like Japanese to Western languages to English, because there's a lot of differences between them and there's a lot of words that don't come over and it takes a lot of work. But if you don't put in the work, then it ends up being really jarring to the player. And I know I'm not the only one who's had this experience, but you might be playing a game or watching an anime and it might have English subtitles. And from watching and playing a lot of anime and games that are in Japanese, mm-hmm. I don't speak Japanese, but I've picked up enough that I can kind of understand what people are saying most of the and time. It's different. And it's and and one time I remember it was very recent. I don't remember what game it was, but I was playing a game and I was I was like not even really looking. I was just kind of offhandedly looking at the subtitles and listening to what the person was saying because they were using very common phrases so i didn't really have to pay too much attention and then they said something and i looked up and then my roommate looked at me because i had this really confused look on my face and she's like what i'm like that's not what they said at all (laughs) well there is this trend nowadays that many games are not like are not they don't even get a voice acting and i understand that people are unhappy because they the people that don't care for japanese but not having a voice acting at all and just having a Japanese track not only increases immersion but, and for, for many people, but also lowers the cost of bringing a game west a lot. Mm-hmm. So for, for smaller games that don't get, that don't have that big budget, I'm like, please bring it west. I don't care about the western, the English voice acting. Don't put it in. Yeah. Give, me, give me the, the Japanese track and English subtitles and I'm great. I'm fine. I mean, look at Yakuza. Again, yeah. going back to that, that's entirely in Japanese. That's yeah. super Japanese. Yeah, that's fine. And, and it's and entirely it's enjoyable, right? Yeah. I mean, it might be a barrier to certain people, but to the majority of audience, I think you're going to get... It is a get... barrier that can be overcome, right? Yeah, it definitely. I mean, and it's when not you that... do overcome it, it rewards you, according mm-hmm. to me. It's great for learning to read faster. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, let's get into the news. All righty. 
So, first news. Uh, God Eater 3 got the first look at the female character. So, yeah. Yes. Well, the, the default female character. Because, of course, mm-hmm. you can customize it, however. How does she look? You're a lady. So, tell me. Um, I think she looks good. Honestly, normally I play as male characters when I play games. Um, but I think I think she looks fine. Oh, what do you think? Right. I like her. I I, only, I I normally play males, but that's I, I like her. I like the way. My she looks. philosophy in games is that if I'm, especially in longer games, is that if I'm going to be playing a game that I'm going to be playing for like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty hours, you want to go to I don't want to look at. I don't want to look ass? at my own. Yeah, I don't want to look at my own butt. I want to look at the pretty boy that I've made's butt, and that's that it. sounds like a like a mansplaining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mansplaining with Emily. Come well, to my new podcast. <laughs> well, normally, normally that's the excuse that that guys pull up. Hey, man! If a guy wants to play as a girl, I don't care. I, okay. I get, I get it. Well, <laughs> Emily is a point of contact. Like, he's a male with a skirt. <laughs> I get called that sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, like she's that? good. Uh, but again, God Eater has character customization, so it's so not do whatever you want. Yeah, a huge and deal. By by tomorrow, actually, but by when this podcast will be out, there will be more gameplay out, probably showing this female character in action more because tomorrow morning there is a uh, well, t- tomorrow morning will be yesterday, today morning for for you guys listening to this. Uh, <laughs> Monday, <laughs> Monday morning there will be a um a live stream. From a uh, preview event in Japan, and will okay. show a lot of uh, a lot of the game. Maybe they also announced the release date or something. I'm not sure, but they're gonna show okay. a lot of the game. So there's going to be gameplay in the on the site tomorrow. Definitely, you're gonna see it. <clears throat> so next name, Nintendo news. There's going to be there's been a lot of Nintendo news and Sony news from the financials and whatnot. Lots of consoles mm-hmm. sold for bot companies because. They've got it's financial season. They're both doing great. Uh, Nintendo, though, they announced a partnership with Side Games, which is the uh, developer of Grand Blue Fantasy, the game that I was talking before, and mm-hmm. they're going to do this uh, JRP, this mobile JRPG named Dragalia, Dragalia Lost. Uh, so it's interesting because Side Games is a is a very good company. I love their games. And uh, Nintendo is going to publish their game on mobile. Uh, it's going to come to the West. It's already decided. Uh, I'm not sure the quality of the game because it doesn't seem as good as Grand Blue Fantasy, but I'm curious. So I'm, I'm pretty curious about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a mobile game, so, you know, it's always... It's a, it's a time waster, so it's probably not going to be too much of a... of a, <clears throat> of a Like... Uh, it's going to take too much time to play, but I, I'm going to try mm-hmm. it. Hey, it might have dragons in it. I'm down. <laughs> so there's got a lot of like sales around for the Golden Week. Uh, PlayStation has a couple for both in Europe and in North America. Um, and it's Golden Week in Japan. It started today. And mm-hmm. So Japanese people have a lot of days off until uh, I think it's uh, um, it's May 5th. Uh, I may be wrong, but it's May 5th or May 5th-ish. And so they have a lot of days off. So this means that Japanese news are going to be uh, May sparse in in this week because with Golden Week people don't go to work. 
Everyone's on vacation, yeah. Unless there are like press releases that are scheduled, we won't get many Japanese news from uh, from tomorrow on. So treasure the ones you get. <laughs> treasure this moment. But yeah. yeah, they essentially get a bunch of holidays like right back to back, and mm-hmm. that's Golden Week. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> I'm envying them a lot. I don't get days off at all because dual shockers uh, need to have someone that is always there. <laughs> <sighs> well, my last days off, my last last full day off was eight years ago. Well, uh, well, that just goes to show how much more you have in common with Japan. Mm-hmm, yeah, they have Golden Week. I don't. They have Golden Week, and that's it. <laughs> no, they have a lot of vacations actually in Japan. There is a lot of like yeah. national vacations. And but stuff. isn't like isn't like overworking one of the leading costs of yeah, death over true. there. Yeah, true, true. Anyway, last news for the week. Uh, Shining Resonance Refrain, which is the uh, remasters on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC, uh, has a release date now in the West, which is July 10th. It's going to be a nice summer for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Personally, I'm a very big fan of Tony Taka's character design. So I'm really looking forward to to finally getting a shining game with his character design in the West. I know there are people there are people that are fans of the old shining character design, and so they hate Tony Taka, but they're they're terrible and they're terrible people because Tony Taka's great. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, have you have you seen Shining Resonance Refrain? I haven't played anything from the series, but I have seen some of the character designs and the look. And I do, I'm I'm with you in that camp. I really like the designs of the characters. Well, of course um, you haven't played anything because no games of those series came to the West since... Exactly, ever. yeah. <laughs> so finally... Make it easy like, on like, you. This is another another thing, the reason that makes me like Sega nowadays, because they, they're bringing almost everything to the West. They have it makes contact, me happy. Yeah. Even series that have not come to the West lately, like Shining Resonance, that is what makes me hope that they will finally see the light and bring uh, uh, and, and bring Valkyria Chronicles 3 in, fo- in some form in the West. I really hope so. I lost hope completely from Fantasy Star Online 2. That is completely lost hope. Yeah, you should probably give up on that. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe one day you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, no. <laughs> Probably not. Probably um, not. But you know. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it for this week because there wasn't a like super big week for Japanese news, I guess. Yeah, like we said, everyone's gonna be going on vacation here. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm envying them a lot. I want to go to Okinawa or something. Uh, I mean, you can go. It's just you gotta get some money and yeah, time. <laughs> Dual Shock is not paying me to go to Okinawa. It's a miracle that he sent me to Tokyo. <laughs> So yeah, want, no. Do you want to start a Kickstarter me. to send you back to Japan? Um, yeah, Patre- Patreon. Like, please yeah, support my visits to Okinawa. Honestly, the funny thing is that I haven't gone outside of Tokyo much in Japan because I never had really? the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's I, a lot to do. I went to a couple of places. I went to Osaka, but always like one day trip and really quick for work. You know, I never really mm. like went to Kyoto to just sightsee. To just hang out. Yeah, and it's just work, work, work. Which is, which I mean, I'm happy and blessed that I'm paid to go to Japan. You know, yeah, that's something that I absolutely like will never complain in my life, and that's the biggest perk of my job, probably. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so well, my next time is gonna be for Tokyo Game Show. So. It's going oh, to be in be September. Fun. I can't wait. I'm really <laughs> missing. I've been I've been back to from Japan for for a month, 
and I'm already missing Oh, no, it. you poor thing. Only a month. Yeah, I'm really missing it like hell. I've been considering actually moving lately for a while. I'm You're talking about that's... teaching English over there. Yeah, well, teaching in a second job, yeah. It's a part-time yeah. job because, you know, living in Japan is costly. So I would have to do work a little more. <laughs> but English teaching is... This is like easy to get for Westerner there, so it could be a good idea. I, I don't mm. know yet, but I've been thinking about moving. Uh, but for now, next time in Japan is going to be September. So, so far, I miss <laughs> it. Like, I, I spend my time eating cup noodles just to remind myself of Japan. Oh my God. <laughs> great. They are good. They are very good. I mean, they're not student, healthy. They're my at all. primary diet. Uh, sorry? As a college student, it's my primary diet. Really? It's that and and um uh there's like an udon soup that I can get that I can cook, that's really good. Is it healthy? Like because cup noodles are not really healthy. Um, it's healthier than cup noodles. I don't okay, know how healthy good. it is. Yeah. <laughs> At least better than cup noodles. Yeah, you can't have cup noodles every day. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, well, the, the the worst thing that you can do to yourself, and some people do it when they go to Japan, they eat ramen every day. That's literally suicide. <laughs> That's not great for you. <laughs> That's literally suicide. And I know some people, I mean, you can eat ramen. There are two ways to eat ramen. They, you eat everything like I do, or you leave the soup there. But mm-hmm. Even if you leave the soup there, it's still not healthy to eat it every day. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a waste and not nice to the, to, the, to, the, to the cook as well, not just to leave it there. So, yeah, just don't eat it every day. Just eat it sometimes. But, you know, there is so many different things to eat in Japan. But it all of it because it's better and the soup is the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> they do have really good soup. Oh yeah, you ever you ever been in Japan, Emily? I haven't been to Japan, but I've been to a lot of Japanese steakhouses. Well, that's not the same thing. Well, you have I to know, come but it's as close as I'm going to get right now. Uh, yeah, sometimes we're gonna we're gonna have to bring you for like Tokyo Game Show or something. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when we have a lot more listeners and we can afford it. <laughs> So people tell there your friends, go. tell your friends about there our podcast that are with us because we need to pay Hamila's trip to Japan. Everyone support Emily's dream to go to Japan. Let's do a Patreon. Sponsor yep. Emily's trip to Japan. Sponsor me. I will accept sponsorships and bribes. Mm, bribes? Yes. Oh. I told a professor the other day I would accept bribes and he just laughed at me. For what? Uh, I mean, he's good the professor. Reviews. Good reviews on uh, like rate my professor and on the. Uh, you uh, review your professor. Yeah, we do. They give out end of the year like reviews, and you review the class and the professor. And it doesn't matter if they're tenure, but if they're adjunct, okay. it can actually make. Not a looking difference. forward to your first review in Dual Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be coming up eventually. Yeah. One day. Uh, yeah, we still know nope. what it is. Don't don't make it sound like I'm never gonna get to review some. Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking uh, we were thinking to give you Stains Gate Zero, but we realized that it's just the port with no, like no change from the console version, and we already have a review for that. So that's not probably gonna work. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just give me the Dark Souls remaster. (laughs) That's the same thing. (laughs) I know, but I just want to play Dark Souls some more. (laughs) Uh huh. All right. Uh, well, that's it for today, guys. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. And as usual, pre- please like and subscribe if you liked what you heard. 
And uh, sorry for rambling a lot. Today we actually went a little longer than usual because localization was a big topic. Uh, but still, thanks for listening. And if you tell your friends about us, we're really weeb and we love Japan. And if you do, we're probably going to enjoy at least a bit of what we do. So thanks again. And I was Giuseppe Nello from Dual Shockers. And... And I'm Emily, also from Dual Shockers. So bye, everyone. See ya.